Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our grand annual one year anniversary Happy special birthday episode. Happy to us! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this like days, you know, it's coming out in two days, but mm-hmm. two days ago was our birthday. And so. Right. So it's a little post pre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right very timely our most timely episode probably <laughs> <laughs> Probably our most up-to-date yeah ah uh, a year i can't believe it you know we've spent longer in pandemic times than out of for this podcast which is crazy to think about because pandemic time has completely like ruined any sort of time lapse for me yes. <laughs> i was like oh we've been in pandemic and also doing the podcast for 20 years at this point i know i mean i thought time had slowed down you know, in the past four years or so, <laughs> but this uh, last seven months has felt interminable. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But the podcast has really been the shining highlight of it. Seriously, yeah. It's been so much fun and it's been really, like, really cool just to see, like, the gaining popularity of it, which yes. is really cool. Just, like, seeing it feels good to, like, have that slow build. Yeah. Yes. People are really interested in. <laughs> it feels good. I mean, I always wanted there to be a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. <laughs> right. So I'm sure there's got to be others out there. <laughs> and I'm glad they're finding oh, yeah. us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very excited for that. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I guess, do you want to start with just talking about what we just watched? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, our last episode was the episode on rabbits. Right. The David Lynch shorts. And we were speculating as to what happened to the missing episode. And I had written to the guys from Twin Peaks Unwrapped mm-hmm. to see if they had any idea of, you know, what was cut out of the version we were seeing. And they showed or they sent me this um, YouTube clip of the actual episode that was missing. <laughs> so perfect. It was the Jane. Is that what they called it on this one? I don't remember, but it would have probably been Jane considering how the rest of them were named. Right. <laughs> episode and it starred rebecca del rio as jane yes it was mostly sung yeah and she's got a beautiful voice and it was really good and (laughs) actually somewhat a little bit creepier yeah it was a little bit creepier (laughs) ominous sounding and it was really good though yeah it it didn't have as much i think they cut out a lot of the words (laughs) yeah but um she really made you know it's sing well <laughs> uh yeah i i really enjoyed it i wish he would put it back in i i'm not sure why it's not in but yeah i don't know i, I guess he's got his his own personal reasons maybe i'm not sure if it was more of a you know this person doesn't want it in or if it's more of a just actually i'm looking at it i don't think it fits with the rest maybe it's like too soulful <laughs> it's like maybe rabbits shouldn't maybe be so much <laughs> well the the, uh, the other two ones i mean i'm not sure about the the other two actors i can't i don't think they're very like singers like as much as rebecca del rio is yeah so maybe this one kind of felt a little bit more unique and he was like this probably should be watched separately yeah maybe it was just a time thing that's true i mean who knows <laughs> <laughs> i did forget about that little like bomb graphic that pops up Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it did, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it scared me. Uh, yeah, that was fun. So definitely, uh, you can find it on YouTube. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was called. but Just look it up. Uh, Episode Jane three. Rabbits or something. Or... Rabbits. Rebecca Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pop up somewhere. Yeah. And I just wanted to thank Ben and Brian from Twin Peaks and Rep for helping us find that and John Bernardi for recommending that I talk to them about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you everyone. <sighs> so we've gotten a couple of letters. Yes, very so exciting. exciting. <laughs> and I Wanted to read them. You haven't heard them yet, so... No, this is the first time for me, too. Yes. So the first one is from John Bernardi. He uh-huh. was our guest yes. for the last Twin Peaks episode. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and check out his episode. <laughs> and he writes for 25 Years Later site. He writes all their Twin Peaks stuff. He's great. 
Hello, Maya and Christian. Congratulations on completing your first podcast year. Yay. (laughs) I've really enjoyed your positive approach to the material and to life in general. (laughs) And you've been such a comfort for it. It's been wonderful finally learning about Jane Austen's work. And I'm still super pumped I got to talk Twin Peaks with you. Yes, (laughs) Yes. that's awesome. I love that. If I had suggestions for where to go next, I'd love to see Austen's next chronological book in the order when she wrote it. That would be Sense and Sensibility. So, yeah, definitely. And as far as Twin Peaks goes, hopefully the world will give you some mental health space to take on that diary. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard tell about how difficult it could be. Funny, because we have one other um, letter and it talks about the diary too. (laughs) It's a sign. It is. What I want most for you to keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you too. Oh. (laughs) That's so nice. That is really sweet. Thank, Thank you, you so much, John. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Um, and okay, let's see. Um, hey, Maya and Christian, this is Chelsea. I am le- leaving a message to let you guys know that I am super proud of you and congratulations for making it a full year on your podcast. This is the third time I've tried to record it. Um, I only get a minute, so I just wanted to say congratulations. And I'm super proud of you. And I'm going to send you a list of the things that I loved about the shows specifically. But I just wanted to say that I love listening to it. I love all your guests. I love all of the content, even the things I don't know about very well. I just think it's fantastic. You guys have done a fantastic job. Super, super proud of you. And um, congratulations. Okay. So that was... um... Chelsea's voice message. I'm so excited to get a voice message. I know. That was really exciting. <laughs> uh, she's the best sister. Can I just say that she recently, I I sold my house. Woohoo. Ooh, and now I just got to find a new place to live. But um, <laughs> she came down for a week and helped me pack like 90% of everything I own. And uh, she's really saved me from a mental breakdown. And I just can't thank her <laughs> enough. <laughs> Seriously, moving in a pandemic is hard enough. Because exactly. we've done it, and <laughs> you have definitely a lot more stuff than we did because <laughs> we lived in a studio apartment. So, yeah, she really did an amazing job. Yeah. There's nothing like living in a place for, like, 18 years to make you really accumulate quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, I, we've got a couple different recordings now. Um, <laughs> but, okay. So, and then she wrote us this uh, letter. Oh. Hey guys, congratulations on making your podcast for a year. I'm super proud of you guys. (laughs) I left a message, but it's only one minute long and I wrote out notes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some things I took away from the podcast and I wish I had written down all my thoughts as I went through so I could say more, but the old brain ain't what it used to be. (laughs) One. I always mix up Mr. Darcy for Alan Rickman, which makes me make up, mix up Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice. But I loved PMP and Zombies, and with sorry, and watching that helps me separate the two stories. <laughs> By the way, I totally called Willoughby as being a zombie from the beginning. <laughs> oh, that's a, I, I had no idea. That's so me cool. neither. It caught me by surprise. <laughs> Two, I can't wait for the Laura's Diary read-along. I'm totally doing that with you. (laughs) That'll be fun. Yeah. Second mention. And three, I loved when Felix reappeared. It was nice considering... Oh, no, let's cut that part out. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, she said it was nice considering that I was on the phone with you when he died in your arms. That seems a little tragic for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And four... Travis from Clueless is 100% a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys, Chelsea. Oh, thank you, Chelsea. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. That was really nice. <laughs> She's funny. She's the best. She's definitely going to have to be uh, one of our guests for Laura Palmer's Diary, if not, like, uh, the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a history of having consistent guests for yeah. certain projects. <laughs> Although, I feel like that one... I know at least like three different people who are interested. So maybe we should just have a mini, mini guests. Yeah. We can have a whole swath. And then any episodes that maybe we can't get someone, she can just fill in. Maybe we should start with that in the new year. That's a good idea. Do that and actually do Sanditon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then, you know, we'll talk about what we might do next in a yes. little bit. All right. <laughs> so that was fun listening to people say nice stuff about us. Oh, also, yeah. I did get a, um, some Instagram messages um, from one of our followers on there. And she was saying that Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, she had the same um, reaction as I did reading the book. And then uh-huh. watching the movie, she was like, also... It's so much better. I think that's a general <laughs> consensus is that the movie is way better than the book. <laughs> I, yeah, well, it's just like, especially with like zombies and if you're going to do like a mashup of two very well-known things, I feel like visual representation is really going to be your selling point. Yeah. And, it, and of course, like the cast was just so good. And it was just really silly and fun. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I feel like who directed it? Burr or something? Burr Stevens or... Something like that. He really seemed to get like have a vision <laughs> for how it should go and like really steered it in the right direction oh yeah it was very like at a very certain tone very ter- certain style <laughs> and what i really appreciated was and it was something we were talking about earlier like very female-centric like actiony yeah fighty movies yeah i really enjoy those all right <laughs> i know it was like some it's burr i feel like burr was burr like, steers burr steers that was close yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of mashups, I thought maybe we could just... I didn't do the mashup that I had been talking about doing because I just got a lot of stuff going on right now. Of (laughs) course. But, you know, I did write down all the mashups we have done just Uh so we can remember back in this year. (laughs) (laughs) The first one we did was um, Sense and Sensibility inspired by Eraserhead if David Lynch had directed it. Whoa. It was kind of... um, (laughs) It was definitely weird and bleak. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is very much Eraserhead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I feel like it was Marianne. So it's like I could see her really latching onto that sort of a mindset. Oh, yeah. You know, in her sadness. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, in her depression. I liked that one. That one was mm-hmm. on the Frankenstein mashup, I think. I think so. And an yeah. And then we did... Twin Peaks as if it had been written by Jane Austen. And we did the scene where Harry is explaining everyone in town to Cooper. Right, (laughs) at the town hall. Yeah. And Josh was was with us on that one. He helped. Right. That was a fun one. (laughs) I really love that one because it, like, meshed so well. Mm -hmm. It, like, really blended. I was like, okay, this is actually a scene from Jane Austen. Well, it was a perfect kind of a scene to do a Jane Mm -hmm. Austen. (laughs) Just talking about everyone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then um, the uh, the other one we did was the Catherine on Catherine mashup, which was right. <laughs> Catherine from Northanger Abbey goes to stay at um, Pete Martell, her like uncle or something's mm-hmm. house. <laughs> 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 she gets herself all worked up and finds out that there's a lot more machinations going on than she could have imagined. A lot. <sighs> and that was fun. That was fun. So I, I kind of regret not having written more, but... I'm still hoping somebody out there wants to write one. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling in the new year someone will. Although and... we have done a lot of like just talking out different mashup ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot of just like, let's just talk it out and see what comes to mind. Yeah. Which sometimes can be like my favorite ones because it's just like of the moment. Yeah. Well, technically for this episode, the cowboy and the Frenchman and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies should be our mashup. So (laughs) how would you go about mashing those up? (laughs) I would just like to see maybe transport the Bennett sisters to cow the cowboy and the Frenchman times. Yeah. And then have them still be zombie fighting badasses. And then them just be um, in the Wild West. And yeah. these, like, Cowboy and the Frenchmen, they come across them and they're like, who are these amazing women? Yeah. In that dream sequence where they all these girls appear in Cowboy mm-hmm. and the Frenchmen, they could show up. But, you know, maybe um, zombies come. And I'm sure exactly. all the cowboys, at least, would be pretty good to have in a zombie yeah. fight. And we know that Bennett sisters would just... <laughs> destroy would be the best 
<laughs> I I feel like I've personally been a little like starved for some sort of Wild West themed sort of actiony oh something as of There's recent. There's plenty of old ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Which I've like lately thought because I've been on this idea, especially now that we're using your Criterion, <laughs> <laughs> that I want. I kind of want to start watching some like older Hollywood kind yeah. of best movies, and Wild West is a big group of them so <laughs> oh yeah they're yeah i would look up like the best ones and try to watch those maybe not <laughs> all of them no <laughs> some of them can get i think a they're pretty cheesy, repetitive <laughs> yeah it's not very like differing ideas but i don't remember though because the only time i ever watched them was at my grandparents house when i was young <laughs> so yes yeah I, we didn't watch a lot of classic movies like that um i think we were mostly a house of like 80s movies my mom really mm. loved pretty in pink and 16 candles that kind of stuff so we watched those and yeah you know, breakfast I, club yeah but very spoilers day out <laughs> um but lately i've just been like super interested and yeah it's always fun to go back and watch some yeah. classic stuff oh yeah which we started and <laughs> one of them is gonna be a recommendation for the next um episode we do <laughs> So I'm excited. Well, we're going to definitely do the classic movie Pride and Prejudice someday. Yes, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm also like uh, really into these like European like classic films, like the black and white ones, especially. Ah. Um, I'd be really interested because they've always have like a certain style. <laughs> well, we'll see if because um, we haven't really gotten we're we're about to watch and record our Halloween special, which is Northanger Abbey. The eight, 1987 right. version, <laughs> which <laughs> is going to be your first foray into like the older um, TV mm-hmm. Jane Austen adaptations, and I'm, I'm I don't know I I don't know how you if you're going to like them or not. Maybe mm-hmm. all this interest in classics will give you more of an appreciation because oh, I personally yeah. love them. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's something about that like. It has like a David Lynch quality to it almost uh-huh. like because it's like kind of long. Yeah, I've, I didn't write anything down about this, but I feel like I've been thinking a lot more about how much similarity there could be between Jane Austen and David Lynch, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> especially in some of the older adaptations that are like, you know, more presentational. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So I'm excited to get to those and see where where we can go with those. Mm, me too. <laughs> Especially Northanger Abbey. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. What was next? Oh, I wrote down all the astrology that we've sorted. Oh. <laughs> we haven't done as many lately just because we haven't been doing the deep dives as much. Right. Yeah, because we're doing a little bit of like repeats in a way. Yeah, because we're doing stuff that's not so much like there's not a lot of scholarly information. <laughs> I mean, maybe some of them. But Dune, like, we couldn't really do Dune because they don't even live on this planet. So how am I supposed to know the astrology for them? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and for Clueless, we just kind of sorted everyone. So Right. <laughs> we definitely say Travis is a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the Dune trailer? Did we? I, I, don't, I don't remember. Know. It was excellent. I'm so yes. excited to watch it. And I'm so sad that these movies... I mean, I understand it, you know, I don't want to, mm-hmm. but can you just please just give it to us at home on our TVs? Why, why does it have to be at a movie theater? <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to support movie theaters, but, and it seems like all the local theaters tend to be doing something to get revenue. Like I think the the big one here is doing like drive-ins yeah. with movies or double features, which are really fun. Um, but I just don't feel safe going to a movie theater right now. Oh, definitely not. So I would really appreciate home releases. I'll pay the extra money for it. <laughs> I don't mind. Seriously. I will definitely. Yeah. Although I do, I can't imagine. I mean, I bought Emma. <laughs> it's been like 60 bucks <laughs> on Emma. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and it's only like, you know, the price of, I was, guess you would say two movie tickets, at least here, because it's like 30 bucks. Yeah. Ish. But and I can see why this one especially would definitely want to be seen in a big screen because it's <laughs> Dennis Villanueva who's very like well yeah I got a certain style but but you're only yeah. ever gonna see it once on a big screen so exactly why why does it matter if just... it's the first time or the second time <laughs> or <laughs> just do what we did was we bought a giant TV and just turn off all the lights I bet giant TVs have been selling like crazy since this whole thing oh, started 
I bet you. I bet you Samsung and Vizio are doing <laughs> amazing right now. The one thing that I have definitely been taking advantage of since this whole thing started is places that used to do live performances are now mm-hmm. doing like just online ones. Mm-hmm. So where I would never have been able to go because just logistically it's not anywhere near me and I don't right. want to like fly across the country to go see something. <laughs> right. But now I can just, you know, sign up with a 5 to $25 ticket and get to watch it live in my home. And it's like, this is the best. I'm taking advantage yes. of every single one of these and I hope that they keep doing it even after the oh, pandemic yeah. ends if that ever happens. <laughs> I could totally see it, especially like, um, like live podcasts recordings when they do live episodes it seems like so crazy to us now that they didn't do any sort of like virtual watch option yeah to buy a ticket because you could still have that live audience and then you could still even get more money by doing totally. online viewers who don't live in that state or whatever i just watched the um how did this get made cats mm-hmm. recording and it was so fun i <laughs> really enjoyed that they're so ridiculous i want to watch i need to listen to that episode i don't think it's come out yet oh when it does when it does (laughs) because cats was crazy (laughs) i do not like that show but that is a personal opinion and (laughs) cats is a weird weird beast it's just um i don't know it's got some good songs but it it does a crazy weird premise and it doesn't make any sense put together but no yeah but it, it's got good dancing when you watch it like the broadway yeah. version or whatever yeah i mean like the i saw it like a hundred million times crazy. as a child we used to mm-hmm. go we'd have like tickets to the you know um touring yes productions and every single year cats came and i can distinctly remember watching it from the very last row of the auditorium with binoculars <laughs> <laughs> I used to always pick a cat and be like, I'm just going to watch that cat. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen it live. I've only seen like recordings of the performances, but it just doesn't speak to me. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm. Well, it's a weird show that doesn't really make sense. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the astrology that we've sorted. Yes. We started off with Emma and we did Harriet. And we sorted her as a Taurus. Actually, I could be totally wrong about all these because I didn't go back and listen. I just looked at my notes as to what I had originally said. Right. So I could be um, wrong about what our final conclusion was. We talked about it. I tried to remember, but um, (laughs) I classified Blue Velvet just generally everyone as a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) Seems pretty on brand. For Sense and Sensibility, we did Mr. Palmer and we said he was a Gemini. Right. And Colonel Brandon was a cancer. Right. I feel pretty good about those two still. Um, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, we had Mary as a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Still agree on that one. Mr. and Mrs. Gardner as Leo or Sag, or maybe one of each. We're not sure. Sagittarius, I mean to say. Right. Sag. <laughs> Sag. I just wrote it down as Sag. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I say it. <laughs> Uh, for Eraserhead, we did Henry, and I think we decided he was a Pisces. I think so. And we did Absurdism, and we decided that that was Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> Our most meta- metaphysical <laughs> classification. <laughs> we got real meta. <laughs> for Mansfield Park, we did Mary Crawford, and we said she was Sagittarius, and mm-hmm. that Mariah was Aries. Yes. <laughs> For persuasion, we had Mr. Elliot as a Libra, I believe. Okay. And Charles Musgrove, I wasn't sure what we came down on, but either Taurus or Leo. Okay. Similar signs in a certain way. I think we went with Taurus. That sounds right. I'm not sure. Uh, For Twin Peaks, okay, we got uh, quite a few of these. Yes. Harriet Cancer. Harriet Hayward the sister who read the poem <laughs> she's only in that like one oh, scene in yes. the first pilot yes <laughs> I, we went with cancer for her because of her future medical career right <laughs> <laughs> um doc hayward sagittarius yes i think I like that um but i think we also threw in a couple of other things and we're like he's sagittarius but with this and this and this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because there was a lot um harry truman he was a Libra. Mm-hmm. Audrey, I said Leo, and Aaron said Scorpio, I believe. 
Yeah, she could be a, a little combo somehow. Yeah, she's. We, I think that's what we decided. She was a combo of them. She's got very, very distinct, um, like outward feet, like features of her personality that <laughs> could definitely apply to both. Yes. <laughs> uh, we did Hawk, but I didn't write it down. I think because we were just going to talk about it, and right. then I think we came up with that he was an Earth sign, but I'm not sure which one or i honestly um, i don't remember <laughs> yeah i feel i remember I talking about it maybe we just maybe just forgot to write it down oh yeah i just i didn't have it in my notes because we i was like well we'll just talk about it right and figure it out but then i didn't actually go back and listen right <laughs> no, no yeah that's fine yeah earth sign sounds very familiar <laughs> um what are the earth signs capricorn taurus or virgo um, we might have said Taurus because maybe because I, I know we talked about his girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shelly, she all I have is not a Gemini <laughs> because her card made it say that she was a Gemini, and I was like, she's right. not a Gemini. You're like, actually, she's the opposite. I don't know what we decided she was, but we. <laughs> I was like, she's not a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> so for the log lady, we decided she's a Capricorn. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Ed was also a Libra. Uh-huh. Uh, like Catherine Martell, maybe Aquarius. We might have said Aquarius. Okay. Okay. And that's all of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I feel like there's some signs we never pick people as. So maybe we're just not <laughs> familiar with those signs. <laughs> Wait, yeah, we did Maybe. an Aries, we did a Taurus, we've done Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo. I could, I think we've tried to decide Virgo a couple times, but we always end up on a different one. Like, yeah, well, I think like Virgos. I don't know a lot of. Virgos. Oh, we have a Virgo coming up. Okay, what's after Virgo? Scorpio. Scorpio. No, Libra. Scorp. Libra. We have Libras. Scorpio. Only um, Audrey. Okay. Oh no no no. <laughs> blue velvet as well <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of blue velvet that's right then sagittarius is that after scorpio um well, definitely no that. that was libra no where did libra oh, gosh. capricorn and well actually you know what we have classified everybody as something so we've, we've, we've gone through all the signs anyway oh my god <laughs> <laughs> there was something i read recently where it's like it was talking about like the imbalance and the numbers of each sign well you know Depending on what system of astrology you use, right. sometimes they'll divide up the sky by like the constellation size. So uh-huh. certain constellations are bigger. So there's actually a lot more people in certain traditions born under this certain signs just because the sign is so large. Uh, that's so that interesting. interesting? <laughs> that is really... what do, we, do we have any Geminis? Um, yeah, Mr. Um, uh, what's his... <laughs> Citizen Sensibility, Mr. Palmer. Right. Okay. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure those those Twin Peaks cre- trading cards, I was like, why is everybody a, a Gemini? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we did get everyone. We got at least one of everyone. Yeah. Okay. So then also, Northanger Abbey, real quick. Mm-hmm. We said the narrator was an Aquarius. Okay. John Thorpe was an Aries. Yep. <laughs> Mrs. Allen is a Pisces. <laughs> uh-huh. Mr. Allen is a Virgo. Yes. Um, Isabella is a Leo. General yes. Tilney is a Leo. <laughs> yes. Henry is a Leo. I was like, did wow. we really do three Leos in a row? That's their whole family. As I was going to say, it's a whole family of Leos. Wow. That's I mean, they could definitely, we might have decided on something else for some of them. I'm not sure, but. These seem to apply too. <laughs> well, actually, Isabella is not in that family. I like. Oh. <laughs> well, she's equally. There's just three in a she row. She has very similar personality traits. Yeah. And Catherine Pisces. Yes. <laughs> All right, so stats. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we literally just a couple days ago. Uh, went over 5,000 listens. Yes. Yay. That's a lot. <laughs> We're a big, tiny <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. And proud of it. And we did 50 episodes, 52 technically, if you count like the one minute Happy New Year messages. Right. But um, Our short little announcement one. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I wanted to go through because this is the craziest thing to me in our stats. Let's see if I can look it up through this. We have the weirdest synchronicity with number of listens to podcasts because, you know, it's not like we get the same number of listens every week. And I assume that there are definitely people out there who only listen to the Jane Austen ones or only listen to the David Lynch ones. Uh But like, for instance, Pride and Prejudice 2005, Mm -hmm. our first episode had 224 listens. Blue Velvet, 236. Wow. <laughs> and then Sense and Sensibility, its first one had 166, and Eraserhead had 177. Huh. <laughs> and um, what was the other one that was really weird? Um, Persuasion, 153. Oh, no, 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 no. Northanger Abbey, 115. Twin Peaks Pilot, 128. They're just like, you know, because most Kinda of close. our episodes are like seven, between like 45 and 70 listens you uh-huh. know like for the check-ins and stuff right but so i was just looking at like the bigger movies but it's just weird how weirdly it's not because i don't think it's the same people necessarily no yeah that's so crazy that's so crazy that the numbers are like so close to like being the same it's so crazy which makes me very happy that it seems like we're appealing maybe we're getting some listens from you know the other other side, I guess you could say. From both sides. Yes, from the Jane Austens <laughs> and from the... That's what I'm really curious David about. Inches. And I would really love if you would write us... Write, is that how you're supposed to say it? Write us in. <laughs> yeah. Email us, whatever. Yeah. If you are a Jane Austen fan who, you know, is like, you tried out some David Lynch or... Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't Vice know. Versa. Or maybe if you're both, you know, if you've always been both, I'd love to hear yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of both, like Maya is, and now I am. Yes. It's like, everybody must be. <laughs> Just try it. <laughs> the, the main goal of this podcast <laughs> to yeah. convince everyone. And I thought maybe we could talk about some of our favorites. Yeah. From like our favorite the episodes. last year. Yeah, like what. At this point, what would you say is your favorite Jane Austen story? Like, not adaptation, just... Just, like, blanket story. Yeah, one of the ones mm-hmm. she wrote. Um, I would say my favorite. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be, like, lame <laughs> and be, like, Pride and Prejudice. You know, it's her most popular for a reason because the most right. people like it. <laughs> right. Well, there's, there's still some that I, we haven't done yet that I am excited to, like uh lady susan and stuff like that oh yeah yeah. i'm not sure how well the movie adaptation of that really mirrors the book if it's very similar then that might be my favorite (laughs) but based on what we've done so far i would say probably pride and prejudice because the story just feels so full yeah and i don't feel like there's anything ever missing from it yeah well i will say i came into this year as mansfield park being my favorite and it Uh still probably is mostly but after doing our reading of Northanger Abbey, mm-hmm. it like really moved into first place, I think, this year. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Based on the past year, I'm going to say that too. Northanger Abbey. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess reading it is always the best version. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The original version. I'm sure a lot of people would be happy about hearing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was just so good. And it was so much more funny than I thought it was going to be. And I laughed a lot. And Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I loved just how like simple the story was, but it just like it felt so full. Yeah, and you know, I think Sense and Sensibility is a good one to try to do next. Yeah. Even though, even though I just said it perfectly, I am a f- very afraid to have to say it a million times. Sensibility, <laughs> <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. But I love that book too because even though it's like kind of a melodramatic story, it, I just find that one so hilarious. It's been a while since I've reread it, so... <laughs> be interesting to see how it is this time. Yeah. Did you have... So would you say that Pride and Prejudice was your favorite adaptation then? Yes, so yeah. far. That one is just so, like, pretty and, like, you know, it's got Kira Knightley and yeah. uh, Rosamund Pike, and it's just got really great cast. Yeah. I love it. Uh, of the ones we watched this year, I... You know what? I think the new Emma 
might be my oh, favorite. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm changing it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to copy you. The newest Emma was so perfect. Yeah. I think also because I've never seen it before, so it's like I got a whole new thing. and It was new. Also, Pride and Precious and Zombies was a big uh, that was shocker a for being so great. <laughs> yes. I would say my top three adaptations we saw were definitely the new Emma, Pride and Prejudice 2005, and I think it's going to be Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and Zombies. Yeah. Well, there's just definitely something for me and for like getting to see it for the first time. So Right. Yeah. Plus... I don't know. That movie was just really good. It was really good. <laughs> it had a lot of the spirit of the original, but totally different. And I just loved the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Favorite David Lynch movie? Favorite David Lynch movie. Let's see. We did Blue Velvet, Eraserhead. Dune. Dune. I think the rest were all shorts or TV. Yes. Um, I would say my favorite movie. I guess you could count like Twin Peaks if you want. Because, yeah. you know. I think my favorite movie was probably Blue Velvet. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah, that was a good one. I will say Eraserhead has stuck with me mm-hmm. in a way that like I can feel like I can perfectly recall everything everything from that movie. <laughs> like perfect stills. I don't know if it's just because I had to watch it a bunch of times to really mm-hmm. get it, wrap my head around it. But like, and I don't even know if I would consider it my favorite necessarily, but it's definitely the it one the most that has influential like, impact on you. Yeah, I just can just easily recall and think about <laughs> yeah well i really what i really appreciated about um eraserhead was that um i didn't dislike it it's just one of those movies where it's like the art form is so <laughs> it got it's so much of its own style yeah. that like you have to always appreciate it yeah and what's really great about it is i i would consider it a very like very successful <laughs> form of its art oh definitely like one of the most successful and i really appreciate it even though surrealism (laughs) (laughs) but we know now you're just gonna take some tylenol and you'll be fine yes (laughs) that's the experiment (laughs) also yeah of course blue velvet it's an amazing movie as well Mm -hmm. and yes i'm gonna say dune not a great movie in certain respects but the Mm -hmm. more i watched it the more i appreciated it yeah and it it made me really interested in dune which it's yeah. only been kind of like in the periphery of my mind for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's so crazy about Dune is like the scope of it is so big. Yeah. It is, it's like asking a lot. And I think it definitely would have benefited from being like a miniseries, which it ended up, didn't it end yeah. up being a miniseries? Yeah. And this new movie is actually going to be two. Right. So I don't know how they're doing if it. they're like taking the same amount of material from the movie we watched, the David Lynch version. And splitting it. And splitting it. I mean, obviously, that's not exactly the book anyway, but I guess yeah. we'll find out. Maybe I'll yeah. have finished the book by then. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think, uh, especially nowadays, we're, like, so much of the mindset where it's, like, if we can drag it out and explain things and get more, like, visuals for it, it just kind of sinks in and it sticks with you better. Yeah. And, I mean, the cast is great. It, <laughs> the worms look insanely scary. Yes. Uh, they're huge. Uh, and it just looks so like I don't know. It just looks it looks especially like alien. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it's similar enough to the to the David Lynch version that it makes uh-huh. me think David Lynch was actually kind of like channeling the book. Some you know like oh, it yeah. wasn't like off from what the book was no, no, saying. No, no, yeah. At least in terms of the look and stuff. I think it was just like what he had access to. It just didn't allow him to create what he wanted. Yeah, and I had just um. We were when we were talking about old movies. Uh, Josh and I were talking about how Alfred Hitchcock. I can't remember which movie it is, but he had redirected one of his movies uh-huh. later in life. And I was just thinking when he told me that I was like, oh, it would have been so cool to see David Lynch with the access he would have nowadays. Yes, and like just everything that if he could just redo it how he wanted to do it, it would have been really yeah. cool. I feel like even with what you have, you could probably cut it together into something. Oh, yeah. You know, you could. Maybe take out a story, like an arc or something mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. There are a lot of characters that, even though I'm sure they're super important for the book, didn't really pay off because there wasn't enough time to in the movie. Yeah. So you could just cut them out all together. Yeah, modify Cut story. out this, the voiceover unless it's like actual psychic <laughs> talking. <laughs> or at least make it not varying whispers and then regular toned yeah. voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then did you have um, a favorite 
short, like a David Lynch short. Hmm, short. There are a lot of really good ones to be watched. I I really liked Rabbit. Yeah. Rabbits is like one of the really good ones. What was the um? It's not something about Jack. Don't tell oh, Jack. What did Jack do? What did Jack do? <laughs> one of those. Something about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jack do? Yes, I enjoyed that one a lot too. But I think Rabbits is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I don't feel like I'll say probably the grandmother is probably at the bottom of the list just because even though I really loved Eraserhead uh-huh. the, and I love watching the old stuff just to like get to know him. But like, I just felt like that particular set of older shorts was like, yeah, I see where he's where he started, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is his best work, you know? And yeah. obviously it's not going to be. It's his first work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's well, early on, he's like developing his style and everything. That's kind of feel like about the amputee. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I don't think it's bad, but it's just, yeah. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't really top my list. Yeah. But I did like a lot of the little things that we watched, the really short ones, like um, uh, that scissors one. That one was good. Yeah. And um, I liked that fire Posar one. Oh, that one was good creepy it was creepy (laughs) what was the one um i think it was part of the fire poser group that we did it was only like a minute long and it was like almost like little vignettes in black and white um it was like something about a murder oh you know about the scissors one not that one it's like a a one remember there's like a one of the like little vignettes is like these like really like old hollywood style women oh yeah apparitions after an evil deed yes that one, one was really cool that one was really cool that really stuck with me yeah definitely all right and last favorite um favorite characters you know uh, between yes. jane austen and david lynch um i think audrey has to top the list <laughs> she's definitely my top three uh, yes. she's just one of the best characters ever <laughs> um I love Catherine a lot. Catherine Martell or Catherine um, Moreland? Catherine Moreland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I think she's like one of the most like perfectly like put onto paper heroines. Yes. Especially because, and what I loved about it is that she's so much like 16. She's not trying to be older. She's not trying to be younger. Yeah. It's like the perfect, like, oh, I could see 16 year old acting like this. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really, that book, reading good. it you know, really, like, so closely, like, mm-hmm. made me just love her and love Henry and just, yes. you know, I just felt a really um, connection to that book more so than I ever have. And so I agree, definitely, <laughs> Catherine is definitely one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always loved Pete Martell, which is probably why I put yes. her and got him together in my mashup. <laughs> I love Pete Martell. I love him. And especially, you know, having... I guess I could just say Jack Dance is my favorite character, right. one of my favorite characters in David Lynch. And also um, Catherine Coulson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love whenever either of them show up and they show up a lot. So it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, um, sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying. No, I just completely forgot who I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Uh, if there's another Jane Austen character, <sighs> let's see. Oh, I, you know, I love Mr. Darcy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just love like the emo, emo brooding. Yeah. Just and then being put in your place and real and actually realizing how much <laughs> of a pain in the butt you've been. Yes. Mr. Darcy is a really well played by Matthew McFadden. McFadden? Mm-hmm. McFadden. I say McFadden. McFadden. I don't know. How... Is it with a Y? Yeah, it's F-A-Y. Okay. I'll say Matthew McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how the British say it? I feel like I hear people say it both ways and I'm never sure mm-hmm. which is the right way. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, it was, there was another Jane Austen. Um, I think I really loved Harriet. Mm-hmm. Harriet's and, always a good character. Um, who was another one that kind of shocked me? Oh, Mr. Um, we, Mr. Palmer, mm-hmm. played by Hugh... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> okay. Brain, <laughs> start working. Um, <laughs> House MD guy. What's his name? Oh, he... Not... Not Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Okay. It's like, not Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that same adaptation, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so confusing. Too many Hughes. I know. Between all of Jane Austen's characters wanting to have the same name, and David Lynch does the same thing. He wants all of his... He's like, oh, this character. He's like, this name always is... Always this forever. name, Henry. And... But... Oh, I think there was supposed to be a point at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs>
So, you want to hear a spooky, crazy story? <laughs> yes, in the spirit of Halloween. In the spirit of Halloween, um, I've been saving this one because I figured it was Ooh. probably a good one for our Halloween check-in, yes, <laughs> which I'm this is as well. <laughs> I'm very excited for this one. Okay, so my dad used to, or my dad grew up in this house that my grandfather built, mm-hmm. and it was like Japanese-style had lots of rock gardens and stuff, a very large, huge foyer that was like very echoey, a great place for singing, but it was just like this big empty foyer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so later in life, he ended up moving back into that house, even though I think it was just him, like his uh, mother had moved out, my grandmother. So my sister was living with him at the time, and... I came back home from school uh-huh. and nobody was home when I got there. So it was just me. And for, even though this house had huge, huge open spaces, like the TV room was this like dicky little tiny room. <laughs> so we always spent all of our time in this one tiny little room in the corner and there's like a million miles of space. open space. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I was, you know, watching TV after I got back and... I think I had to go to the bathroom and the only bathrooms were on the whole other side of the house because the ones close were broken. Mm -hmm. So I go to the foyer to walk through to get to the other side of the house. I open the door and it is full of termites, (gasps) like flying around like a giant cloud of them. So many termites. It was like, it felt like poltergeist. It was crazy no and i of course still had to run through them (laughs) so i ran upstairs and shut the door and stayed in there for a while and i was freaking out a little because that house was old and creepy anyway it was like always in my dreams Uh (laughs) you know one of those houses that just you always dream about it and it's got secret passages in your dreams and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so i was freaked out and then i finally was like okay let's check this out and i go to go back through i was like prepared to like run through these termites again (laughs) every single square inch of the entire room every surface in the room was covered in dead termites (gasps) (laughs) what it was the most supernatural experience i've ever had even though i guess technically it was a natural experience because i guess termites swarm sometimes but that was insane and then they die <laughs> and then they all die immediately at the exact same time I was like, what in the world i was like okay this is ghosts or some spirits trying to contact me <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like a ghost your guardian ghost and they were very upset that these termites scared you and so they're like let me get rid of them yeah, maybe they were like, I'm trying to talk to you by giving you all these bugs. <laughs> and you're like, no! And they're like, okay, we'll kill them. We don't want you don't need those bugs. <laughs> all right, all right, you don't need them. <laughs> that is, oh my God, that's like, I just don't like bugs. <laughs> the flying ones are not my favorite. Yeah. Um, and termites, they just look gross and scary. I was also like in a very dark time of my life, you know, I was, Right. So it was like all the more. It just was like ominous <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's so scary. I don't like it. <sighs> lordy, lordy, lordy. That's why I had to do it for the Halloween episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect a swarm of termites. All right. Um, well, I have one. And let's hear it. I want to okay. hear it. So I, I grew up in Miami for the first 10 years of my life. And then we moved up here when I was around 10 or 11. I technically moved out to a suburb right outside of jacksonville it's like orange it's called orange park mm-hmm. and we it's like i don't know how you would describe it because like it's just very like i don't know a very chain city like it's got all the chain restaurants it's yeah. like kind of like that kind of place um it's got then, the worst traffic in jacksonville yeah well it's not technically in jacksonville but the worst yeah. traffic ever around here <laughs> yeah i refuse to go back as much as i can uh but when you go past Orange Park, it goes into this town called Middleburg, which is really country, uh-huh. really rural. And we lived on the side of Orange Park that was like close-ish to Middleburg. We weren't in Middleburg. Um, and so one of my best friends, Christian, who will one day be on the podcast, <laughs> he lived a little bit closer to Middleburg. And his family had lived on that like large swath of property for like a long, like since the 1800s. Uh-huh. And so... That's cool. 
Yeah, and so I, yeah, you know, I would always hang out at his house, whatever, whatever. And then one day, I remember there was a couple of us there, and they were t- they were talking about this house, and I was like, "What are y'all talking about?" And they were like talking about this house that was like towards the back of the property, and I had never seen it, <laughs> and so they were like, "We have to show you." And of course, it is like 11 p.m. at night, <laughs> <laughs> pitch, pitch black. There's no street lights back there. So we start driving and it's like, you know, it's dirt roads and everything. So it is really in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh And so we're going back, we're going back and it's behind like these giant like forest trees and it's like hidden away and it's just like you round the corner and it opens up and there is this really old like 1800 style two-story white house, (laughs) really dilapidated. Almost like a little bit plantation style, but uh-huh. uh, a little bit smaller. And it looks straight out of a scary movie like The Conjuring or something. It is really old, really dilapidated. <laughs> no one's lived there for a long time. And so we go and we barely go. And we're not all technically allowed. We were like 17. We weren't allowed to go up the stairs because they were, you step on them, they turned to dust. They were, <laughs> it was like really old. And, but what was so crazy was, um, Christian was explaining like a story behind it. And, um, it used to be one of these like, um, roadside like inns for travelers in the late 1800s. And so I don't know if it was, I think his family ran it or someone close to them or something, but like they would, it would be a place where you would stop in like for a night, pay whatever, and you'd just stay. But apparently there's like some sort of history behind it where there was this one guy who checked in and stayed Never in like checked out. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> he surely did not. Um, apparently. And I think the theory is maybe some sort of like either his wife left him or some, some sort of like thing happened to him where he was extremely <laughs> depressed and he checked into a room and shot himself with a oh shot. Oh my gosh. With a shotgun. <laughs> and wow. a, the, you know, legend has it, you could still see like the blood splatter <gasps> on the wall. I don't think it was ever cleaned. <sighs> and they just shut it down after that. Well, that's what's crazy is that like when you go inside, there's like stuff everywhere. Like, like old, like old just stuff? yeah, just like stuff like their clothes and suitcases. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they've done anything with it because this was like almost ten years ago at this yeah. point. Because I'm getting old, and I love taking pictures of old things like that. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks like an old house. Like it looks really like out of place, kind kind of right now. But it was just so crazy because everything. It looks like they literally just like didn't pack up everything. They just left. That's crazy. And it's like I don't know. It was just. Did so... you see? blood stains on the wall i didn't go upstairs oh, because yeah. <laughs> i was a very cautious person and i was like i'm not falling down these stairs <laughs> oh <laughs> that's really a good idea uh but and i didn't want any ghosts to push me down the stairs so yeah because there always, were definitely ghosts out always there. gotta be prepared for ghost pushes <laughs> yes and legend has it there's also a woman in a white dress who appears oh. every once in a while um which <laughs> You know, I never saw it, but... It's always a woman in a white dress. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But that's my little scary story. I love it! A little piece of history. <sighs> it's almost Halloween! Okay, so <laughs> we did get a couple of suggestions oh. for what we should do for the holidays. And so I thought I would talk about them. Well, first of all, we have a special secret episode coming up that I can't wait to tell you guys about. <laughs> as far as David Lynch goes... I was thinking we might do the straight story. I'm not sure exactly okay. what order we'll do any of these in. It's on Disney. It's his only oh, really? G-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen it, so that will be really fun. Oh, yeah. And I got some suggestions for the Jane Austen side because Hallmark has done several Jane Austen-inspired Christmas movies. <laughs> and so they did... Christmas at Pemberley Manor, Pride and Prejudice, and Mistletoe. <laughs> and just this year, they've come out with Sense and... Sen- Wait, Sense and Sensibility... Maybe it's... Sense, Sensibility, and Snowman? <laughs> Something like that. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, we won't do any of those with two episodes. We'll just no. do, like, one episode for each of the mm-hmm. Hallmark ones because I don't really think they need a full two-episode recap. Um, (laughs) But they'll be fun little Christmas-themed Yes. They'll be fun and easy. And also, there is a 
Family Guy episode, I think, called How David Lynch Stole Christmas. So oh. I will have to maybe do that one. Yeah, we could throw that in. Yeah. And then also coming out on Christmas Day, we were just talking about is Pride, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a Jane Austen adaptation, but it is probably most likely inspired by Jane Austen because it's like from a series of Regency romance books. Ah, okay. <laughs> and it's um, being made by Shonda Rhimes and mm-hmm. it's like got a very diverse cast. It looks really good, but I don't know if it's specifically Christmas themed, so we might do it right mm-hmm. after Christmas or we might, if it is specifically Christmas themed, we might wait until and next Christmas, yeah. but we might just do it, you know, because people will have watched it and they want to hear someone talk about it. Maybe right. I don't know. And yeah, so that's all what we're planning on doing for the rest of the year. And then mm-hmm. we're definitely going to start on, you know, some more Jane Austen books. We're going to do Sanditon. We're going to do the diary. Mm-hmm. I think by the time the new year rolls around, we'll at least be in the headspace to do the diary. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I really hope so. <laughs> but for now, let's just take it light and easy with some nice, easy holiday yes. stuff. This has been such a interesting year because didn't we start out with reading the book ish? Yeah, at the beginning of this year, we were reading Northanger Abbey. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not. Was it the first thing we did? I think it was the first thing we. I think so. So we started out with like a book reading book and, and then we transitioned to Blockbuster Summer where we did really fun <laughs> big budget summer movies. And, and then, the shorts. <laughs> and shorts. And then we're transitioning to a nice, easy, you know, like holiday theme. Yes. <laughs> It'll be really fun. Yes. Light and easy Christmas time. <laughs> and then we'll we'll take on their heavy stuff. Yeah, then we're ready to get back into the saddle. Tackle some big stuff. <laughs> Oh, did we have a quiz? We do. We have a couple. Hmm. Do you want to I, mean, do... I think we only need to do like one, really. Okay. Um, do you want to do? Okay, hold on. The do the candy and guess your generation, or <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do create a Halloween party of your dreams and we'll tell you which candy you are? <laughs> hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, let's do the tell us which candy we are. Okay. <laughs> let's do that one i don't want to feel old <laughs> <laughs> well I, I feel like if it's like you know kit kats or some candy from like the 20s <laughs> it'll be pretty easy to tell which ones i'm thinking i love kit kats <laughs> kit kats are our, our i have favorite. some in my fridge right now <laughs> i do because i secretly steal some <laughs> create the halloween party of your dreams that will tell you which candy you are <laughs> <laughs> all right are you ready Yes. All right. Question number one. First things first. Where are you having your party? <laughs> At home, a haunted restaurant, a bonfire in the woods, haunted house, a cemetery, or in the backyard. <sighs> and we're going to treat this as if COVID is not happening. Okay. <laughs> uh, bonfire in the woods, please. That sounds cool. A perfect place for a Halloween party. I love a backyard Halloween party. Especially if you've got a <laughs> big old yard. Which one did you pick? Country. Backyard. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yes. All right, question two. Pick some decorations to make it extra festive. Pumpkin string lights, spider webs, neon bat lights, tombstones and skeletons, spooky succulents, or inflatable <laughs> pumpkins. Oh, you know, really I good. really love those pumpkin string lights. I would totally go for those. Those are really cute. I also like the succulents, but... I do too, but... They're just a little too subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I'm going to pick the inflatable pumpkins just because I love the Perfect. Halloween inflatables. I also like tombstones and skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> or the spider webs. Well, spider I don't webs need to put spider webs up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. they just pressure washed it, so there's oh, no so more Oh, they're all webs. gone? <laughs> oh, no more bug catcher. All right. Question three. Pick one of these spooky treats to serve your guests. Hot dog mummies. <laughs> donut hole bats. Those are cute. Chocolate spiderweb cake. Ghost... I've never heard of any of these. They're so cute. Me neither. <laughs> Ghost and spider pizza. Ah! <laughs> Jack O'Lantern and cheeseburger. That looks wow. really cool. <laughs> Deviled eggs. Oh! oh my god, I love every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I want deviled eggs or hot dog mummies? It's so hard. I know. I should go with donut hole bats, but I just, I'm hungry right now. So. 
I think I'm going to go with hot dog mummies. Okay, I'm going to go with deviled eggs because they are cute. They are really cute. I just love those pigs in a blanket. It's like anytime I, I go to someone's like potluck or whatever and they're there. I love those too. I'm eating about 20 of them. <laughs> All right, question four, I think. Pick an extra fancy drink for your guests too. <laughs> Ecto cooler juice. It's like a green. Yeah, it looks like... Um... Did, did you ever have high C as a kid? Yes. Did you ever have ecto cooler no. as an option? Because when when I was a kid, Ghostbusters was like they had the Ghostbuster cartoon and everything, oh. and they had um, I think it was called ecto cooler the interesting the flavor, and it was kind of like orange, but it was green. It was green. <laughs> there was something else we had that was kind of like that, but yeah, it's like an orangey green. Uh, candy corn milkshake. No, thank you. Mm. Pumpkin pie cider. <laughs> interesting vampire punch pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin milkshake oh i kind of want the vampire punch it looks yeah yummy looks very uh blood bloody. like <laughs> definitely has like a sugared or salted rim which i always enjoy. yes i love a, a little fancy i thing. do love candy corn uh, i like candy corn in the same realm that i like peeps where i'm like i will just eat a couple of these and be fine <laughs> Yeah, I don't probably like don't them, need a whole I'm gonna go with the ectocolor juice. Oh, okay, I went with vampire punch. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Pick a fun activity for your guests: pumpkin carving, costume contest, trick or treating, bobbing for apples, karaoke, or cookie decorating. Uh, cookie decorating is the only one that I would subject <laughs> people to. <laughs> I like the fun of bobbing for apples. I've only done it once at a party, and I was not good at it, but. It's just like you're going to get disgusting. Like if you oh, spent yeah. time to make yourself oh, costumes. Yeah. And then I don't want to do a costume contest because some people just hate wearing costumes. So right. they don't get to play. Trick or, I, you know, trick or treating, I'm not going to do. Pumpkin but, carving is very dirty as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do bobbing for apples, but only for people who I'm didn't paint their face. Cookie decorating because I want to eat those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, pick an iconic Halloween movie to watch. Ooh. Halloween Town. Scream, Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, Halloween, or The Conjuring? I mean, I don't feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is really that much of a Halloween movie. I think of it as a Thanksgiving movie, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those movies where it's like just for probably any holiday. Yeah. Scream is really tempting. I'm going to go with Halloween, though, just because Halloween. Classic. Can't it's get much more perfect than that. So, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I'm going to pick Halloween Town because I kind of like the idea of playing the movie, like, just on the screen in the background while everyone's mingling and socializing. <laughs> and it's one you, you can kind of just tune in when you want. I've never seen it, but I did I save it, it on Disney Plus to, like, potentially watch. It's really good. It's got Deb Reynolds. Oh. I think. Is that her name? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> you're correct. I hope so. What'd you get? I got Twix. Ooh. You're a total sweetheart. You tend to wear your heart on your sleeve and make new friends everywhere you go. What can we say? Everyone loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> I'm pretty good at making new friends. <laughs> That's a good one. Twix are so good. I like the peanut butter kind the best. I never had those. Okay. We'll definitely <laughs> be buying those. I got Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, I love I them. I love Sour Patch Kids. It says, you're a wild, adventurous person and always push your friends out of their comfort zones. You're always the first person to try something new and would do just about anything for the people you care about. Ah, I like that. I like this quiz. <laughs> that was <laughs> really fun. <laughs> I love candy. Okay, well... Next week, we are going to start Northanger Abbey 1987. Yes. I know I've got all sorts of interesting reviews to talk about for that one because <laughs> the, the, uh, it's, you'll see. Yes. Anyway, I'm very excited to do that. We're about to watch it and record that one. So, yeah. And then I, I guess I did say everything that we're doing in the next mm-hmm. two months, but I'm not sure what order it's coming in. So, Yes. <laughs> You'll know when we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yeah, and I think that's it. Was there anything? Oh, if 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 you want to contact us. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> our Gmail is mannersofmadness at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at mannersmadness. Our Instagram is at mannersofmadnesspod. 
And our website is managedmadness.com, where you can, like Chelsea, leave a voice message. Yes, apparently you can only leave one minute of voice message. Yes. <laughs> <so> you know. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we made it through a year. And Me too. Thank you, Christian, and thank you to everyone who's listened to us and who's continued and who's tried out some new stuff or just, you know. Yes likes to hear about it anyway <laughs> yeah and thank you maya because you're really the backbone of this podcast Aww. you do a lot of it you do pretty much almost everything <laughs> i always feel bad because i feel like i do nothing oh, um, well, you know it's my three great loves coming together jane austen david lynch and podcasts <laughs> <laughs> exactly which you did get me i don't know if i ever told you but you're the reason i listen to podcasts because you start talking about them and i was like what are podcasts this is what i do <laughs> i make people <laughs> you spread podcast like stuff joy. i like <laughs> Like, you should really try this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this definitely would not be possible without you. And so we all thank Aww. you and love you. Well, this has been a great first year. And mm-hmm. hopefully next year we'll have more time out of quarantine than in quarantine. Yeah, We'll see. Crossing your fingers. That one. <laughs> I say quarantine, but I mean, I mean, we're in Florida. <laughs> we don't really have a quarantine. It's more of a self-imposed quarantine yeah, that we're, we're doing. we're just only sticking with each other. <laughs> right. Well, let's hope for better things to come. Yes, let's all chill out <laughs> a little <laughs> bit soon. Please. Okay. Um, well, thank you guys. We love you and we're so glad to have you with us. And we will be back next week with our Halloween yes. episode. Yes, very excited. They're actually going to sandwich Halloween one before yes. and one after. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so perfect. I love this little themed holiday. Yeah. Little thing we're doing. But yeah, thank you for the past year and all we've been through, and we're excited for the next year. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Good night.